it's created this culture where we feel guilty about scheduling time for things that we just enjoy, not even scheduling it, or just like saying like, no, I'm doing this because it brings me joy today. And it doesn't mean I'm getting anything done. It doesn't mean I'm working towards any goal. It means I'm just enjoying it. And the fact that that is so rare in this world is a really bizarre thing because like, what are we here to do? Like overall, like you have one life to live and you're skipping out on the things that bring you joy in order to get more things done. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. Welcome back, guys. I'm Rachel. I like started the recording and then like smashed my chair. Yeah, here we are. We're starting out. We're starting out. Well, we're a little bit ahead on our recording. So we just made it through Christmas week. Mm-hmm. Christmas week. It's like <laughs> hell week at <laughs> camp or something. <laughs> through Christmas week. And I don't know how you feel, mm-hmm. but I'm most excited to about my face steamer. <laughs> Well, I'm happy to hear you're most excited about your face steamer because I got you that. (laughs) Guys, listen, listen to this. Okay. They make a machine that you plug in just in your bathroom or wherever. And it steams, hot steams your face. It oscillates around (laughs) your face. Okay. If you want to bring your self care to the next level, get a sisterly Kelsey (laughs) and get yourself a damn face steamer because I'm next level. I said at Christmas, I was like, I might need to drop all you bitches because you're not. (laughs) I said that to the family guys. I, yeah, you know, that's That's how we do. Yeah, that's the kind of Christmas we do. Nothing's held back. There's no topics that are off limits at our Christmas table. I threatened to get rid of all of my sisters and my mom because they weren't bougie enough for me because now I have a face steamer. Get on my level. Here's the thing about also like having a sister or sisters is like, well, like us, is like it's the easiest to shop for them because you literally are just like, do I like that? Am I going to buy that for myself? Is what it going to make it to be wrapped? <laughs> like, so you literally just go around and buy things that you want. And you're like, yeah, they're totally going to love this. Let's <laughs> make it to them because yes. I really like these boots too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so. you better wrap those before you wear them. And then, like, <laughs> you could just wear them once. Just don't wear them outside. I like negotiate with myself and I'm like, no, because you don't want to take a picture. And then she might see the picture this is how I've been at this for years <laughs> I have literally bought and Rachel things and then like had them sitting in the room and been like you need to wrap that 
but I'll just try it on one time. But no, go wrap that right now. <laughs> I mean, I have a magic eraser. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I'm just going this one place in them. It's very important. Yeah, then it'll get more uses. Yeah, that's that's what it's like having sisters, if anyone wanted to know about that. <laughs> well, I had a wonderful, I mean, it's a lot. It is a lot. And especially when you have like kids and you have like a deadbeat husband that doesn't bite. <laughs> oh my God. He edits our podcast. You can't say that. Just joking. He's, to- <laughs> he's totally not a deadbeat in the least, but he no. doesn't do most of the gift buying or I-, I mean, he does the putting of the together of the things, which yeah. is so essential. Have you seen those memes where it's like all of the, all of the men after Christmas, like having to put together all of the toys that were bought. Like, it's like almost like having this like after job of like having to put all this shit together. It's just as important, honestly, yeah. as buying and wrapping the things because I really wanted to give my son a bike and there was absolutely no way I was going to put together a bike. That just was not going to happen. And my husband spent weeks working on that day on all of the things. There was a million things to put together. And the worst thing, in my opinion, is to have it all on Christmas morning to do because your kid's just standing there waiting over your shoulder while you're putting. So we always put it all together before. Well, you're just like a prepared person. Like someone asked me, so I have two sisters, guys, in case you didn't know. We do. (laughs) <laughs> that works well <laughs> So I have two sisters. Someone asked me on Christmas Eve, what, like, were my sisters, because I'm the only one without kids, and were they wrapping on Christmas Eve? Like, were they prepared? And I was like, Rachel has everything wrapped and probably built by now, and everything will just go out. And Layla will be wrapping until 2 a.m. And, like, I just know this, like, going in, like, these are two very different personalities. Neither one is right or wrong. You're prioritizing in your own way and what makes you feel good. Awesome. Like being prepared is not for everyone. It's really not. It's like really not for everyone. Like that stresses, like that stresses other people out. I don't think like it's, I think when people hold it as the gold standard, I think that's a total mistake because I just think that there is no one way to do anything. And just because that makes me feel better and calms my demons, it does not mean in the least that that would be helpful or even like useful for Mm. someone like Layla who really would prefer to wait till the last minute. That's when she does her best work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And she had like other things during that like build up time that she used her time for that made her feel better at those times. Like I, d- I do feel that though, like there's a society pressure, which is like a great segue in what we're going to talk about today. But like there's a society pressure that there's like this gold standard for like, if you were prepared, you're doing it right. If you are like unprepared, you're not doing it right. Or if you're like a procrastinator or anything like For example, if you have something that you're doing that you're working on that is bringing you joy, you have to have a goal for it or you have to be good at it or trying to be good at it or trying to monetize it. Like there's this like general society pressure for those type of things that like actually doesn't make any fucking sense. I couldn't agree more. And like before we get into our talk, I I will just say because it is 
the week after Christmas. Mm. Heads up. <laughs> I'm A, working from home today, and B, without any childcare. So my son is right now downstairs politely and quietly watching a movie. But at any point, mm. at any point, if the movie gets good, he pauses it. Mama! This part. He wants to experience the joy with you, which I feel is a really valuable thing because like that just shows that you're aware of other people's joy and emotions at a young, at the age of four. And that's a really good skill. Here's the thing. Psychological thing. I didn't think of it. I would just say, that's exactly what I was going to say. Here's the thing about (laughs) you and Rachel. (laughs) Rachel gets to have the most amazing child in the world, right? (laughs) Like I just am the auntie and, but like, I am always thinking of the like, what's the psychological effects behind these things? Or what does that mean? And like have just worked with kids for so long that that's the thing that I immediately think about is like, what part of growth is that? What does that mean for you as a human? What are you developing? Like what skills are you developing? Cause I'm like so set on that. I mean like all of my education is based on like, these are developmental milestones. Like this is when you build empathy for other people. Like this is what it looks like. And so I, my mind just immediately always goes to that. Well, I'm glad I have you for that because <laughs> sometimes you point out stuff and I'm like, oh yeah, he's not a monster so much. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be a serial killer. I think he's going to be said. If Homeboy comes up and there's a good part in this movie and Homeboy comes up, just hang tight. We'll get through this post this week together, everyone. So the tweet that I saw that really like inspired this episode, I just want to read aloud because I just think it is, I don't know, it's like it spoke to me and I I like it. Should I give credit? Oh, wait, I cut it off on my screenshot. (laughs) Do you have the person who said it? Yep. Jen is red for cashmere. Well, let's go, Jen. Yeah. Destroy the idea that you got to be good at artistic things to enjoy them. That every hobby has to become something you're good at, something you monetize. Sing off key, draw poorly, write badly. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not monetized. You are not a product. And when I saw that, the first thing that came to mind is so many of my own demons when it comes to like the feeling that if something isn't going to be done 110%, if I'm not going to be the best at it, if I'm not going to be exceptional or at least better than most people, then it's embarrassing to do. I'm going to avoid it because like it's embarrassing because the thing that I always struggle with is that joy does not necessarily come from accomplishment in the like way of you have won this medal for this thing or you have achieved, you have unlocked this like thing that... in a traditional sense, means that you have achieved something in the area. That is always how I measure accomplishment. And I don't know where that comes from. Probably dad, (laughs) if I'm being (laughs) honest. But like we were raised in an environment where sports was extremely important. And like accomplishment through sports was 
you know, making it to the championship game, winning, you know, this, being an all-star, being, you know, these kinds of things were always how I measured accomplishment. And so I always steered away from things that I knew I couldn't reach certain levels in, right? Like I knew that I could never become someone who draws at like a a certain level. So like that people would admire. So like, I'm not going to do that, even if I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think that will differ with a family dynamic, how you were raised, what your gauge for success is, what your gauge for gauge for productivity is. And I think that that's a, that's a big one with people, whether they make time for things that they enjoy they almost, it's it's created this culture where we feel guilty about scheduling time for things that we just enjoy, not even scheduling it, or just like saying like, no, I'm doing this because it brings me joy today. And it doesn't mean I'm getting anything done. It doesn't mean I'm working towards any goal. It means I'm just enjoying it. And the fact that that is so rare in this world is a really bizarre thing because like, what are we here to do? Like overall, Like you have one life to live and you're skipping out on the things that bring you joy in order to get more things done. I mean, and and in the long run, this is, I'm glad that you brought that side of it because I know this is the side that you struggle with, which is like the productivity side of like, I can't take a nap. I can't sit down and do anything that's not productive. I can't sit down and do anything that I don't think will make me money or that will make me, you know, a more successful person at this hobby or this hobby or this hobby because there's no sitting, right? Yeah. Like, it's only working. And, and if you're going to do something, that you're not necessarily monetizing or that you're not necessarily going to reach proficiency at, then it's a waste of time, right? Mm -hmm. Wasting time for me is extremely stressful. That's the worst thing you can do. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about a free two-week trial for our workout program coming up starting January 3rd. You guys, we only do this once a year. It's free two weeks of TTSL daily, and you do not want to miss this. First of all, it's two weeks free fitness. Like, let's go. I mean, right there, all your workouts are planned for you. All your warmups are planned for you. You're going to gain strength. You're going to, it's an amazing, amazing program. And we only run this deal once a year. Here's the thing. We just know you're going to love TTSL daily. So we're like, you know what? Just try it out completely for free. Two weeks. You'll have access to our coaches. You'll have access to our amazing community. And we know you're just going to love it. So get on our website, go to constantlyvariedgear.com and search TTSL daily and you can sign up for your free trial. And we are so excited to have you. That's literally the worst thing I can do, which brings me to things that are not good for me though. Like I won't like, uh, like take like lunch where I'm like not working during that time because like I could be doing other things. Like, (laughs) but like you have to like eat. human, you know? I just, there's so few points in your life where you can experience true joy that has nothing to do with all of those things that we have put as outside factors in like quote unquote accomplishment, right? And like, there's so few things that you do just for you. Because even when I do the things, this is my own thing, 
my own issue is even when I do things that I enjoy, there is a backdrop always of making other people proud of me for it. Right. Like, so it's like, yeah, I'm doing this, but like in my mind, it would make this person really proud to see me working out at this level again, or it's those like outside factors that always are coming in and I don't think I do or many people do almost anything for the pure love and enjoyment of the thing and nothing, no other reason. And it is why people get to the end of their life and reflect on only those things and not, they don't talk about how productive they were. They don't talk about how, you know, like much money they made and how they like use their hobbies to like elevate their social status or like, it's all about the relationships and the things that you did for the pure joy of the thing. And it's so missing and it's so lacking. And I just, I don't know, when I think about that, when I think about how few opportunities we have for those kind of things, and then to just shut them out because we're not good at them, that's heartbreaking or because it's not making money or because you don't have, like, like I dance not well. They do. I, you think I dance well? Yeah, you got rhythm. A good sister, right? <laughs> a good sister. But I have often, often thought to myself, like, oh, I should, like, I see, like, the adult dance classes. And I'm like, yeah. so fun to me. Oh, my God. Those look so fun. My friend does one of them, and I watch her. on. She posts videos online all the time. And, and she's an adult, obviously, and has started, she's been a mostly just a CrossFitter. And then she started posting these like dancing videos. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And so different for her because I had only, I mean, maybe not in like her true self, but different from what I knew from her. Cause I just knew her as like just a power lifter and like not someone that was going to like move around and like dancing and be sexy and stuff and like put the videos up. And I was like, so glad that she was putting those up as she, because I felt super inspired by it. Okay. Did you say to yourself like, Oh, is she good at this? Is she going to be good at this? Because it's, it's weird. Cause other people don't care if you're good at it. Right. They don't see the joy in you doing it. And they're like, oh, cool. Like you're doing this thing. And anyways, everybody thinks of it from a totally selfish perspective. What you're actually thinking when you see those videos is, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's really what it is. But like those like adult dance classes, like four years, I thought to myself, that looks so fun. And four years, I've said to myself, You can't go to that. You never did dance when you were a kid. You have no trophies for Mm. dance. And like, what would you do? Like, would you be trying to do a recital? Or like, I think that's what my, that's like the questions that pop into my mind. Like, then then what? So you go for what? What's the thing? And it's like, that is the thing. (laughs) You go to get, to, not to get better. You go because you enjoy it. 
see you just did it. I know. I know. Because like, that's, I immediately like, I'm going to try something and I'm like, I'm going to get better at this. Fine. Then <laughs> I, if I'm going to go to the adult dance classes, I'm going to be the best one. I'm <laughs> Nights, weekends, it's going to become my whole life until I'm the best one in the class. It's like, no, 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 no. Stop doing that. Go because you want to go go because it's fun go and be bad at it and don't have any goals of getting better it's okay one of the I hope I don't embarrass him I won't say his name but I have a friend who for his wedding he he really loves to sing and he's an okay singer he can hold the tune for his wedding he really wanted to record his wedding song like him singing it to his wedding Mm -hmm. and like it was a Colby Calais song and she's a I loved obviously this, very talented singer mm-hmm. and obviously he couldn't hold a candle to her and he knew that I'm sure he heard the recording back I'm sure and knew that like it was a right it was a little you know it, he's not a professional but he played that recording in front of hundreds of people at their wedding and played it for his wife. And that was their first dance song. And was he the greatest thing since sliced bread? Did people come up after him after and say like, you got to record an album, man, you are like a hidden gem. No, but did he do the thing that he loved and shared it with his people? And did everybody leave that wedding with a giant smile on their face because they listened to this man do the thing he loved for his wife? Like that was so, was that like so beautiful to you? It was so beautiful and it was so brave. And I was yeah, like, it was great. When it, yeah. When it started playing, I was like, oh my God, this is him. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know that was even going to be a thing or like, and I think that as just like a bystander, it genuinely did not matter in the least bit if he was good or not. It was so heartfelt and amazing that he did it. And I thought, I think that is like a great, that's just such a great point because like, we're always so worried if we're going to be good at the thing, if other people are going to be good, if think we're good at the thing, if they, they're going to think we're wasting our time. Like, what was the point of that? But really anyone who's in your corner and wants you to just be happy, wants you to do the things that bring you happiness and joy and don't literally give a shit if you're good at them or not. And everyone there was in his corner. And who else matters except those people? I mean, I I just, I, I don't have any room for you if you're not in my corner. So what would I care if you thought that my singing was great? And that's another thing, like going to a vocal class. Like I've always been like, well, I don't, I don't sing well enough. I would be laughed at. The teacher would be like, what are you doing here? You're not, if you're not going to be Whitney Houston, then you can do this thing. (laughs) But that is so not it. And I, and I also think it translates to the gym as well. I think that people think if they are not going to be a world-class athlete, That what is the point? And I have actually said this to you about a friend of ours who is extremely dedicated, trains long hours, is on an extremely aggressive training schedule. I've said to you, like, but like, why is she doing that? Like, what does she want to do with it? Is she going to go to Wadapalooza? Like, is she trying to go to the CrossFit Games? Like, is she going to compete? And you have said repeatedly, always, 
no, I don't, she doesn't have any interest in computing. And I'm like, but like, what's the end goal? What is, what is it all for? And like, you've always just said, well, she enjoys it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's hard to wrap your head around because I think yeah, we're told like, but why? <laughs> Give it a better reason. <laughs> Other than the enjoyment, because we're talking about something that takes an extremely lot of time and it, a huge commitment. There's pain involved because like, you know, she is going hard all the time. And I, I, I'm just getting used to this concept of that. There is no reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the reason. Cause you enjoy it. And that's a good enough reason. <laughs> like It doesn't have to be more than that. You can actually just enjoy it. I just really want to encourage anyone. And I think the new year is a good time too. It's always a good time, but I think that the feelings around the new year make it a particularly good time. Like, do you like to write, but you're not that good at it? Start writing. Do you like to like make pottery, but like you have no plans of ever selling it because it's not very good and it's just stuff that you want to have in your home? Go make some pottery. Every single thing that you have an interest in, but think that there is not like a future in it for, you know, you to become the best. Have you wanted to start Olympic lifting, but feel like you are single-handedly the most uncoordinated person and you're never going to look like professional lifters? Go lift. Go start only lifting. Because you know what? It is That's not what it's about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not about just like coming to this end goal that actually never happens. It doesn't. It's a new one anyways. Yeah. And, and we always talk about that it's, you know, it's the journey. And I wholeheartedly believe that. But if you're going to really say it's about the journey, then you have to look at what is the journey, what is making it enjoyable. And it's just the doing of the thing. It's not that you are the best. It's not that you were making money off of it. And it's not that you were, had this like end goal in mind that you were going to get to. It was none of that. It was just in that moment, you were just enjoying it so much. And I just want to normalize that for things that you're not so great at too, because we're good at doing that for things that we think we have potential at. Oh, I'm, I'm not great at it now, but I could see myself being good at that. So I'm going to do it. But how about stuff that you're not good at, but just enjoy? Mm -hmm. I think that's, this happens too. I was talking to a friend about this when she said, I didn't play like any sports growing up. And I was like, oh, why, you know, like you said, you started and then you stopped when you started to like actually kind of get good at it. And she was like, well, I was playing and then I was like kind of enjoying it. And then other people like my parents became like invested in me getting better. And that made me want to stop. And they became, it became like kind of important to them. So it made me want to stop. And I thought about that for a minute because I think that sometimes we are more inclined to do something or try something when we can kind of do it in secret, when it can just be ours and we can just kind of like work on this thing that we're enjoying and there's no expectation to be better at it. There's no expectation to have, to be proficient at it just because you've been doing it for a long time or because you're working at it or because you're putting some hours in. And I think we haven't been able to put language behind like, no, it doesn't need to be that way. Like, I don't need to have a goal. I don't need to get better at this. I need to enjoy it because this is my life. And I think that something that like I responded back to her with was 
I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember a space that when I was growing up, when I was playing sports, that they became this time where, oh, now this is important and now you're going to be good at it and more people are invested and they kind of like almost try and steal it from you because like your success becomes their success. And I have always found myself in my mind becoming very protective instead of leaving them. I become very protective of my goals and they just become mine. <laughs> like my like precious, right? I kind of go like, nope, nope, nope. This isn't, this isn't like a, you're invested in, in my goals. And now like, I need to do all of these things for you. I kind of go like, no, these are mine. <laughs> this is what I'm working at and I can fail and I can fall and I can do all of these things. But like either way, I'm going to keep trying because I enjoy this. And it's, it's something that, that I have decided is something I'm going to work on. And it's not for you. It's not for anyone else. It's not in spite of anyone else. It's literally just for me. And I think we need to normalize being okay with that. Just because you are alive. And because yeah. it makes you feel. Because this is your life. No one else needs to even be invested in your goals because like you're the one, you're in charge of it. They're only yours. It's really, really hard to find meaning in things sometimes when you get stuck in a life of things for other people. It's really, really hard to find the meaning. But you are alive and every single second that you are alive is an absolute gift. And if we're, if we're using these arbitrary things as ways to maximize that, it's always going to be empty. And I just think that we should write poorly and we should sing badly and we should paint horribly just because we can. Mm -hmm. because being able to paint is a gift. So like, just do it like, and, and don't worry about anybody else who's going to be, you know, mocking that or, or whatever, because it's, it's just, this is life's meaning. And it's just like, it's hard to find. So if there's something out there that calls to you, just answer the call. You know what I mean? And just, and just answer the call just because with no other expectations. So that's just really what I'm going to work on in the new year. <laughs> I love that you brought this up because I think this is it's particularly a something. Yeah. I think this is particularly something that will be helpful to you in seeing value in just having joy in something and not needing to be good at it. It's not a requirement at all. <laughs> like, just because you want to do it. I'm working on it, sister. And you know what? Maybe I'll just look around and see what's the adult dance classes. Like, what's the schedule? Oh, like, maybe I will because, you know what? Because I can. Because I have uh, this life and it's an amazing one. And why wouldn't I dance poorly? Because I can. Hell yeah, I love that. And before we go, we've got some Hey Girl Hey shout outs. We want to shout out Gretchen Hopper, who recently retired from the U.S. Air Force after 21 years of service. Gretchen, we cannot thank you enough for your service. Bravo. Bravo. We love you. And LaDonna Steffens, congratulations, LaDonna. She became a Texas State record holder for back squat at her first powerlifting meet. So con 
congratulations to you. She's in the master's division, 40 to 45. You're incredible. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.